Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? I am 100% Jason. I feel good. I've been I've been really busy lately and uh, just a plethora of things happening in my life. I feel like it's kind of slowed down this week. The weather is beautiful. I mean, just looking outside, just a beautiful just sprinkling of leaves coming down the weather's cooled off and i'm not running a thousand miles an hour so i'm feeling feeling a lot better good good you sound good super busy a lot going on you're not that busy things have slowed down yeah really really following what you're saying here chris yeah sounds like it was busy not so busy right now it's exactly right nice little peaceful peaceful fall week i I like like to coast if i could coast through my whole life that's where I'd like to be. It's not possible. You know that. You, you only get to coast for a season, and then you got to pick up and start pedaling. I just, you know, you pedal for those coasting yeah, times. You're right. You keep yeah. pedaling, waiting for that coasting down, downhill time. It's the it's the bumps in the road that makes life worth living. Oh, whatever it's from movie. Cars. The, okay. The show Cars. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's totally a line from a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. the the weather's The weather's great. Nice little fall over here, and uh, just getting in a good good rhythm. So yeah, glad glad you're doing good as well, Jason. This weekend, I'm headed your direction. You remember a couple years ago, I texted you. It's like, hey, I'm about an hour from you. You want to come see me? You never came and saw me. I'm going back up your direction again. Wow, I'll be there this weekend, ready for a round wow. two of uh, disappointment. I'm sure I won't see you. Okay. Well, just call me. Okay. Okay. Call me. Yeah. Thanks. Maybe maybe we'll make it happen. Thanks. So okay. If you if you do good today, maybe we'll oh, make it happen. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad things are going good. Uh, we got an interesting episode. Uh, some people have been asking, uh, sending in questions and asking comments about how they can listen to the very early episodes of the show episodes yeah. one through 100 it's available at paidsearchpodcast.com on the archive and you can check that out there um and we're also uh really growing a lot on youtube chris so if people are interested in watching us uh we're out there on youtube as well yeah and there's there's some old episodes for free on youtube as well yeah a lot of content on it doesn't YouTube. go back uh, to episode one but you can watch quite a few old episodes there yeah and it's interesting to see how things change with Google ads over time. There's so much change that it almost becomes like a blur because you get used to what's going on, but yeah. it is very, very different than from when we started doing the show. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about secret settings inside of Google ads, and I guess they're they're not so secret anymore yeah. after this episode, Chris. Expose. Uh, but we'll be talking about settings and, uh, you know, as things, I don't know, as the machines get smarter and smarter and your exact match gets loosened up, etc. One thing that you have control of that really impacts the areas you run in and the performance of your campaigns and what you're trying to do with them, it gives you options, are the settings. So it's very important to be aware of all the stuff you do have uh, control over and options inside of Google Ads on. And uh, we'll be talking about some of those settings uh, today. Yeah, and I want to tell you guys about how you can get a jump on your account and make it even better than it is now. You work and work and work, and there's always things that 
pass by. You have your best checklist. You go through things. You're checking things. There is one tool out there that will help you expand your checklist. Go beyond just the basic management and really get into an advanced management process. It's called Optio. And it was designed specifically with Google Ads in mind. This is the tool that will help you accomplish more in Google Ads. You get more done. So obviously, the people who are going to benefit the most are people who are managing multiple accounts. Uh, that is a huge benefit. If you have multiple responsibilities for accounts, you're an agency, you're a freelancer, you're just trying to get your feet wet into Google Ads, you want to do a good job for your current clients, this tool can help you maintain and keep those clients happy. If you're responsible for the improvement of your own campaign and you're new in Google Ads, this is a wonderful tool for that. You can manage your campaign and get uh, more out of it without the need of hiring a manager. It can replace you know, some of those things that a manager would point out that you wouldn't know about. Guys, this tool can be tried for free at Optio dot com slash PSP, an eight week free trial. That's twice the time that you will get if you just sign up without our special URL. If you go to opteo.com slash PSP, you get an eight week free trial. I'll tell you what, it costs nothing. So you have nothing to lose except making your campaign better. That's all you're going to get out of it. And it's completely free. Try it out. We appreciate their sponsorship. Okay, thanks, Chris. So um, you wanted to talk about settings today. Yeah. Let's just start, you know, with an overview here. You know, I kind of shared how I was thinking about settings. Like, there are ways to really impact the direction your campaigns go. And for different campaigns have different goals. So I like being aware of all the settings so I can kind of craft a campaign strategy that matches those specific goals for that advertiser. That's how I'm thinking about settings overall these days how are you thinking about settings and, yeah. and how how much do you think about them well i'll tell you what when i do an audit on an account jason there's two directions that i go on an account number one is i immediately jump to the search terms and i just get a glance at the quality of traffic okay that gives me an idea of what they're spending their money on then number two i jump into the basic settings and some of the deeper settings of an account, just real quick to, to, to glance at some of the things that is going on the, in the account. That tells me two things. It tells me what, what they're spending your, their money on. And number two, it tells me the depth of their knowledge of the Google Ads interface and how the system works. If I jump in and see some of these things are turned on without legitimate reason and they don't seem to be performing well, and there's a lot of conflicting data and things like that, that really tells me about how much they know about what's going on in their account. And that's that's how I'm seeing the, the settings here. I mean, it it is a deeper knowledge of Google Ads, you know, to things that go beyond just adding negative keywords. The things we're going to talk about, you can't just add a negative keyword and fix this. These are things that are inherently built into the system that some people may want, but other people may not. And most importantly, we're here to just educate and let you know that they're here. Yeah, one, one thing I hear a lot from uh, consulting clients is they want to know the biggest bang for their buck, like, or the low-hanging fruit. Like, yeah. what can they do very quickly, because they're busy business owners, to really impact their performance? And I think that's how to think about settings. Like, 
you have uh, stuff you you do to fix things, negative keywords, bidding, and all that kind of stuff. But and, and this first one applies to this. Like if you don't have your settings lined up for your goals, those normal day to day adjustments and changes you make in Google Ads, they're not really going to kind of do what you want if if your settings are not correct. So and and correct is it's a loose term there. It, it's correct to your goals. Yeah. Uh, so with that said, let's start off by talking about the secret settings inside of Google Ads. We're going to start off by talking about turning on or off uh, mobile apps in display campaigns. So what do you mean by this? Yeah. So if you're running a remarketing campaign or uh, a display campaign, any anything that's going to show on the Google Display Network, um, and you look at where your placements are showing, uh, there is no way you have not seen multiple, if not hundreds, of mobile apps where you're getting impressions and clicks, okay? I have had plenty of campaigns where there's been successful uh, push on mobile apps. Works great for some campaigns, but other campaigns, it absolutely dominates the amount of spend and the client gets nothing out of it and it's not useful. So there's a setting, and since this is an you know, just a podcast, Jason, uh, these things can be looked up. People can go elsewhere to try and find exactly where to go. We can vaguely describe, you know, how to get there. But, but basically I want to focus on what this does and educating people about how it works and why you might want to use it. But turning off mobile apps, there are three different ways that you can do it. But what I'll start with is you may not want to show on mobile apps for a wide variety of reasons, depending on your industry, what you're selling. If you're not reaching a certain kind of audience that you think it's appropriate to show up in mobile apps, that's what I'm concerned about at this point, because it can consume a ton of impressions because those, those mobile apps are going to refresh a lot. They're sometimes they're very easily clickable by accident and you might spend money that, you know, that you might not want to. Yeah, I will say, 2017, 2016, this was one of the first things we talked about on the show yeah. was adding the, it's not available anymore, but the placement exclusion. And then you put in whatever that URL was and it would block all mm-hmm. mobile apps from being able to show your display ads. Now you have to block it by uh, category or app or or just all of them, but you have to do it manually. Back in the day, I was very much, you know, I would do that 100% of the time. Yeah. Uh, these days, I'm more open to let's let's think about the advertiser. Right. Think about if if advertising on apps makes sense, and then also just waiting and seeing the performance because apps, Chris, now in 2022, they're such a bigger part of just overall the internet and life than they were in 2016, 2017, and I think the advertising opportunities on there have gotten better as well. And people spend a lot of time in apps. And sure. so if you're trying to grow a brand, if you're trying to get more traffic to your website, if you're trying to test that traffic and see how a different landing page is, is performing, you're going to miss out on a lot of traffic if you block those apps. So I think where I'm at now is I'm much more looking at the categories. And if I have like a B2B business that I'm advertising for and we're running a, a display campaign and I see a bunch of like stupid like games that our our Mm. ads are showing up on i'll go block that game category or or whatever it's called block it category by category because there are a ton of business apps a ton of like informational weather and news apps that 
I might want to show, especially for a B2B advertiser, I want, I might want to show on and not give up on apps, uh, altogether. So, uh, I'm definitely looking at the categories, uh, and making those kind of decisions a lot more these days than just a blanket. Oh, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I totally agree. It's not as much as what it was before where you do all or nothing. Um, you can make some educated decisions if you're trying to, you know, you're, you're trying to sell specific services in, you know, the, the health industry, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to do some weight loss advertising, something like that. Maybe you want to focus on some of those apps that are uh, health focused, yeah. you know, things like yeah. that. It, there's, there's definitely categories that make sense. But the main thing is um, you go to that exclusion on that display network and then you choose there's a up at the top left there's an option you can click and you can choose to exclude by topic by placement and specifically what you want to exclude is at the placement level and then there's an option to choose either all the categories or individual categories yeah and um i think also the strength of the mobile version of your website is also something to consider because app traffic primarily is going to be coming from uh, mobile. And so you want to make sure you have a mobile website or mobile landing page that is ready to generate conversions and is something that you want to get a lot of traffic to. If not, then one way to try to get more desktop traffic is to turn off those apps. So like we were saying at the top of the show, it's a good, it's just good to know your options because there are a lot of options in terms of if you show up on apps overall or which types of apps Hmm. uh, you show up on. And we'll leave it at that. So this next setting here, Chris, is the one I think a lot of people don't know about yet. It's new. Uh, which is, yeah, which is new. And it's the final URL expansion in Performance Max campaign. So uh, last week, I actually got Performance Max tattooed <laughs> on my my upper right back uh-huh. uh, because I love it so much. I'm serious. Oh, really? I, I can't wait to see that. That's in our after well, show. You're going to show that in the after show, right? You know, screw these jokes. I just, what am I going to joke? I don't know how that's going to be taken. Like, <laughs> I really do love Performance Max. And so I know I, some people are snarky about yeah, it. Yeah, I, um, I I, definitely am not. a. am I'm, I'm not as much of a fan. I, I feel like we, we might even do a, I don't know, a discussion about, you know, love and hate Performance Max, you know, because I, I feel like that, it feels like the, the, the Google ads world is a bit fractured and, um, it's not fractured. It's not fractured. It's not. There's me it's, who loves Performance Max, and there's everybody else. And every- <laughs> okay. Who else is saying they love it? Like uh, the little nerds that they don't like it. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm I'm a little nerd. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. with the, I'm with the nerds. I love Performance Max. Okay. I I I, I think it's working great. That's good. Um, I think I'd, you just kind of have to know what you're doing. I'd, okay. Well, I'd, maybe we should talk about that. I love Performance Max, and I love the. The cognitive dissonance that I'm seeing where it gets a better cost per conversion mm. and a higher conversion, or not the conversion rate, doesn't matter, but the lower cost per conversion, more conversions. And the nerds look at that on their screen and they go, uh, it's not working. Yeah. Well, it's not working. <laughs> look at those numbers. And then they give you reasons yeah. why. Because it's very, Chris, it's a, we could go, we could go so deep on it. It's uh, so many things are happening, but we're just gonna we're just gonna start it a little bit. Start the conversation. We'll start the conversation over many weeks because I, I love perform and we might differ on whether or not to leave this setting on. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Let's so let's talk about so the final URL expansion. Just I mean, there's all kinds of jargon that Google puts out, but basically, I'm just gonna simplify it and say this: 
it allows for more leniency on what Google can do on the account. Not only can they, you know, reach out and show whatever, you know, your ads on whatever network using whatever assets you have, they now can change assets. They can change different uh, targets. Oh, yeah. Well, hold hold on, hold on. Let's start with the final URL aspect of it. Um, So when you you create a performance max, you add your assets. And one of the assets is final URL, your link that you take people to. Yeah. When you're, it looks like a responsive ad, kind of the top section of it. What page do you want to take people to? You punch in your link. Then you go back to the settings, and there's a settings funnel URL expansion. If you leave that on, hmm. Google's saying we're going to take the URL that you put in here, and yeah, we'll we'll show traffic, we'll send traffic to that URL, but we will also be allowed to send traffic to the most relevant landing page based on the user search query and intent. And basically any page on your website. Am I saying that correctly, yeah, Chris? Yeah, you're right. That's very open. It is. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of trust. And, and so that that's what final URL expansion is. Not just the final URL you punched in, but they can take your traffic to any page on your website. You do have the option to exclude individual pages that you don't want traffic to be mm-hmm. sent to if you leave this on. But with that said, Chris, if you leave final URL expansion on... There's other things they can do. So why don't you go into into those? Yeah. So if you leave it on, you they can this is this is one thing that bugs me about Performance Max. I mean, the language, you know, it's kind of obscure, but I'll I'll read what it says. Reach more customers matching your business through new relevant queries that may not serve through your regular campaigns. Okay? And then increase ad performance through more relevant ads with dynamic headlines, descriptions, and assets. So wow. they, they may find certain headlines they like in your on your website, certain things that have worked for other companies, certain things that the algorithm, you know, just uses, you know, kind of generate generate something. Well, we don't know. We don't yeah, know. We don't, we don't know. know if it's just stuff on your website or what they see in the industry. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, same thing with the assets. We don't know if it's assets from your social media, from your website. Right. Or also potentially stock images. We don't know because yeah. it doesn't. Don't know. It doesn't say. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know that that's there and you've set up a performance max, you are definitely allowing quite a bit of leniency uh, in the final URL expansion. A little soon to to say you know whether we like it, love it, but uh, just be aware love it. that that setting's too, not there. Not too soon for me. Oh, I love it. Wow, that tattoo. Yeah, tattoos don't come off easily. So. I love it, Chris. Okay, okay, great. But I am performance max. Oh, Mister Mister P Max. No, I, I I love it, Chris. Did you get um, P Max or performance max on performance your back? Performance max. Okay, performance that's a good max, choice. Yeah. P Max would yeah. have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been regretful. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, Chris. Uh, but but this. I mean, we're, we're, we're having a little great debate right now on a mini great debate on performance max, which is, we'll do that another time. But yeah. like, yeah. We're, what we're, we're doing is we're, ta- are, we're taking away in our conversation from how drastic these, this setting is that we just talked about, like how consequential it is. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big, it's basically the difference between a standard search campaign and a dynamic search campaign if you know the difference i, I, between w- I would i would argue it goes beyond dynamic yes it's inspired that's true. by dynamic that's tr- I, I would say yeah. looking back at dynamic it was the precursor to to this yeah. performance max and i was never 
that interested in dynamic at all. Um, but I'm, I find myself more interested these days knowing what I know about performance, Max. So yeah. it's definitely an evolution based on the dynamic. But, I mean, dynamic headlines, descriptions, and assets, and on relevant queries, new relevant queries that not that may not serve on your regular campaigns. I mean, that is – I th- I think what that means is you might have a service page that you're not advertising for that topic in your regular search campaigns, but they look at that service page – and they go, oh, we can get you traffic for people that are interested in this service. Yeah. For keywords you don't even know about yet. Didn't even so, think about, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, what what I would love is I would just love some more reporting data. That would be amazing. Because then we can take that and then we can go do some manual things on top of that and go, oh, this service gets these kind of searches. We didn't know about those searches. Let's go do a search campaign for that. And it could be win-win because it's more money spent on a search campaign and more leads for mm. the advertiser. So. Yeah, definitely. More reporting data definitely needed. So one one thing about performance, Max Chris, is conversions have never been as important as they are mm. if you're going to run performance max. That to me is kind of, that's your quality control over performance max. That's how you really control the performance. Um, there's an advanced conversion setting we'll be talking about later on. Uh, but let's move on, Chris, to uh, auto-apply recommendation. So this is on the recommendations tab yes and if you look over on the right side of that page there's an auto apply uh so why don't you break down what this setting is also very consequential yeah a little tiny button but can it can be the hidden piece to why you keep pulling your hair out thinking i swear i had this on max clicks whenever i said it last tuesday or I don't remember choosing these keywords or I don't remember writing this ad. This recommendation auto apply setting will apply recommendations that are in your recommendations screen automatically to your account. So this there's a long checklist, everything from uh, changing the ad rotation to creating its own, uh, Google's own responsive search ads to adding in the search partners to upgrading and they they say upgrade (laughs) upgrade your existing keywords to broad match seems pretty consequential just like you said you could have whether whether you're whether you're a fan or not it is consequential yeah we can all agree i mean that's a big deal um to to changing your bidding strategy there is a long list of things that it can do and if you have any of these checked in your recommendation auto applies a screen, this is the reason why things may be different than you remember, because these are things that are specifically shown to be allowed for Google to change without notifying you. Definitely a, it's, it's definitely a, a very important setting that uh, could be making changes every week, two weeks, something like that. Yeah, and Chris, I, I am a machine whisperer. I am making an alliance with mm, the machines as AI good. becomes more powerful and things sudden happen suddenly and not, not gradually, uh, both in marketing but other areas of my life as well, uh, like investing. AI is coming, Chris, um, and I, that's why I, I am a per- fan of Performance Max. I am running way, way more broad keywords these days than in the past. However, this is my line, the, the auto – apply recommendations. Yeah. I don't li- I don't like those because it yeah. it's just like I don't like someone else managing my account mm-hmm. when I'm managing it. Too many chefs in the kitchen, more than one is too many. 
in Google Ads. Yep. Um, I agree. And I find it when this is on, it messes me up because it's not talking to me. You know, we're not collaborating. It's just, it just does it. And then I'm like, whoa, whoa, why did we get this traffic today? And then you're running in circles going, how this happened? And then finally you remember, oh, autoplay is on. So I think, I'm trying to think who this would be good for. I think it's maybe if you're just getting into Google ads, you have conversion tracking in place and you're trying to learn. Yeah. Um, this can kind of speed up that learning process. But for me, if I'm running manual campaigns, I'm running manual campaigns. If I'm running performance max, I'm running yeah. performance max. Right. But I don't really blend the two, you know? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And let me let me clarify. I run I run both at the same time. They're great complements of each other, but they're not inside the same campaign, which right. is kind of what an auto apply is. Yeah, and I, I I totally agree. I think that this kind of setting might be more useful for someone who, you know, is uh, for right now just ad- trying to hit, adhere to the best practices of Google, you know, just trying to make sure that they're not doing anything completely wrong. They don't even understand the different bidding strategies. You know, they could allow this system to choose whichever one's best based on the information they've put in. But, but still it's, it's a little more than I want for, for my campaigns as a Google ads professional. You know, Chris, one, one thing I really uh, try hard, I work hard at and, and really try to, I pride myself on this, but it takes a lot of work is I try my best not to be dogmatic and not to be on autopilot, like so many people are in so many aspects of life these days. They're just, they're not thinking and they just get tied to one opinion okay. and they just then mold their decisions to to that opinion. I've turned off autoapply many, many times. I've turned off autoapply in a bad mood many, many times where I'm yeah. like, oh, why is this on? And then yeah. I, I just go, turn it all off. But I don't want to be dogmatic. And I'm looking through the options here, add audience segments for reporting just for reporting get insightful reporting on audience segments relevant for your business what's wrong with that and so what this i i'm assuming this means is that they'll they'll add audiences i'm assuming under observation and it won't change your performance at all but you'll get data on audiences that are relevant to your business. So then if you want to make bid adjustments, you can. There's some other things like uh, redundant keywords, conflicting negative keywords, potentially that might be things that are worth leaving on, helping you do better at Google ads and just giving you more data um, or just doing no brainer things if if you agree with some of those things. So I don't know, Chris, I, I think there's, I'm, I'm open, I'm open to revisiting the auto apply page and I'm glad we discussed it because I, I do like that ad audience segments one. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah. Okay. Well it's it's um something I I, I guess I'm I'm a bit more dogmatic about uh but uh but yeah well let, let me let me bring you into the light here Chris. Oh okay. First of all I'm gonna agree with you. Oh well thank you. It's a first and I, I don't know who I don't know who you're chatting if you've got a date or something but I don't know why you're chatting someone else. During the show, I I'm want not, you to look at me. I'm not. Look at I'm, me. I'm making notes in our document. We don't need notes. I was just moving the Optio. You know me better than anybody. All. Just, just look at me. I'm looking look at, at you. I am. Look at me. I'm here. Look at me. I'm with you. Number one. Number one. I would not be offended if you bring in some goldfish to the episode because there's a <laughs> usually about 30, 35 minutes in. Uh, sometimes I got to reel it back and uh, yeah, catch my big fish. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Chris here and and, and bring him back to shore because he gets a little tired. So <laughs> I would not be offended at all. Gotta keep it interesting. No, I'm I'm, I'm okay. I had uh, okay. Had a, had a good lunch. I'm, I'm so all let right. me, let me just give you some compliments. Number one. Oh gosh. Amazing. I don't even know what to call those. They're not earphones. They're not buds. They're very professional looking. In ear monitors. And yeah. In ear monitors. That is a professional right there. So yeah. you are a professional. Mm-hmm. You do know what you're doing, and you're always trying to learn and evolve. And I agree with you. I have not been a fan of auto apply in the past. However, I just want you to read this with me. Okay. Um, add audience segments for reporting. Yeah, I Get heard insightful you. reporting you on audience that. segments relevant for I know. But, but then you said you don't want to do it. Let's do it together, Chris. No, I'd. Okay. That's a good one. It's fine. I've I've seen it. And what it does is it okay. adds a whole bunch of like smaller audience segments. It usually adds like, you know, three, four, five, maybe six, seven. Uh, and we're talking in the market for interested in. Yeah. The kind of stuff that you okay. might not think of. And I agree. Uh, you know, that, but I, I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of my accounts and start adding that one thing. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Because in the end, okay. these I, small segments provide a very small amount of traffic. It's not going to be consequential to uh, my management. So, you know, I don't get excited okay. about it. All right. Well, we're, we're not going to be dogmatic. Okay. We're going to come into the light. But I will say, this is a perfect balance because you, I think you had your honeymoon inside a search terms report. <laughs> because you love the search terms <laughs> report, do. as do I. I. Do. But what I, what I like about that line of thinking, Chris, and that just where I'm never going to part with it and I'm not going to get distracted by these shiny objects is that it's true. The performance does come from the searches. Yeah. That's where the performance comes from. So you have to focus on that and not get distracted. So I think we've struck a good, a good balance. Okay, good. I'm glad you feel better. I was here the whole time. So let's, yeah, let's check your notes. So we have another um, settings here. Add suggestions automatically added to campaign. So Chris, even myself, I was thinking, wait, didn't we just talk about recommendations? No, this, is, this is something separate. So why don't you talk about what ad suggestions are? Yeah, so Google will create ads using content on your website, keywords that you have, using uh, headlines from ads that you already have, and it'll create these ad suggestions, AD suggestions, you know, ad. Yeah. And these suggestions will just sit there in your account. Uh, never to be applied, just awaiting you to approve them. There is an ad suggestion option uh, in Google Ads so that you can tell it, do not apply these suggested ad updates to my account. This is the most hidden I have seen anywhere. Jason, the only place that I can find where you can remove this auto ad suggestion is in the My Client Center manager account under the sub account settings. You highlight one of your accounts that you're managing. Wow. And then there's a edit ad suggestion settings that you can go to and you can opt out in bulk to all of your accounts and say, do not allow ads to be automatically added to this account. That's the only place I can find it. It is not in the UI, the standard account UI, anywhere else. It's at the MCC, the manager account level. Uh, And it's not that, I mean, it's it's not nearly as important to me. That's why it's number four on the list here. It's not nearly as Mm -hmm. um, consequential, 
but it sounds it sounds consequential. Eh, I mean, a new ad, you know, so what? You know, it's not it's not necessarily going to pick a new final URL. I don't. I haven't found that it's done that, but it will right. pick different headlines. And you know, some of those AI written headlines and ads are kind of repetitive. They're a little dry. They're not really creative. They're just using well, it can, it can recycled cause, it can cause elements. Drama between the manager and their client as well. Because if if yeah, if they if they've told you to put something in the ads and then they see a different ad, um, I, I must have turned it off at the manager account level a long time ago because I I don't recall in recent history getting a notification about auto ads being mm-hmm. created. Um, so and and I do remember something about sent, turning it off at the overall level. So. I don't see this going on um, for my accounts. I'd be curious how much it does go on when that setting is on. It is um, any brand new account that's created or any account that I get added to my MCC that I did not already already have, 90% of the time it's going to be turned on. No, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how consequential it is in terms of how often they're creating ads. Oh, very irregular. Uh, it, sometimes yeah, it, it'll okay. be depends on the volume uh, of data that the that the AI is getting. I mean, if the AI is getting tons of data, there's uh, lots of spend. Gotcha. It's going to be much higher turnover than if there's just a little bit. And when the AI is allowed to look at all the pages on your website to draw mm-hmm. search term and keyword and and headline and description data from, like Performance Max with Final Expansion on, it can definitely do that a lot more. Um, yeah. So. Okay, so something to know about. So, Chris, let's take a break here. We're going to be talking about some optimization targeting settings going forward, uh, and then possibly just some small ones, but they do move the needle. So we'll be talking about that uh, after the break, and we will take that break right now. Welcome back. I want to remind you about our wonderful sponsor, the only Google Ads management software you will need. And it is the best, period. And it's the only reason we talk about it. And I we don't talk about any other softwares now. This is the only one that we allow to sponsor us because we think it's the best. Optio.com slash PSP. They came to us. They said, We'd like to offer your listeners a special so they really will try this software because they really believe in it. They work hard. There's some new stuff coming out that you're going to like. They're constantly innovating, and uh, we really think you should try it out, uh, especially this time. I know some big stuff's going to be coming out the end of the year, uh, between now and the end of the year. So check it out at optio.com slash PSP. You can get an eight-week free trial to try the whole software out uh, at no cost. Okay, Chris, thanks. So let's talk about optimized targeting in display campaigns. That setting. Mm-hmm. What is this? So this is, uh, from what I can tell for the past couple of years, this is a default setting. It turns on as soon as you add your first targeted audience, topic, um, whatever you add. It's an auto-applied setting that happens in a display campaign. So the optimized targeting effectively 
takes whatever you are targeting, if it's a topic or a website or an audience, and says, hey, we're going to take a look at that, and then we're going to find things that are like that, and then add it in. You know, so we're just going to kind of sample kind of around that target. So whatever you've chosen, they're going to say, oh, we're going to grab things that are like that. Most of the time, this may not really be an issue, um, but I'll tell you the one time when it absolutely grinds my gears and I hate it is when I'm running a display campaign specifically for remarketing. And I do not want optimized targeting with a specific remarketing audience because they are sampling outside of that remarketing audience and remarketing should only show to people who have been to my website, not people who look like people who have been to my website. I only want to have a very small budget, spend a very little amount, show specific ads for people who have been to the site, maybe offer them different specials, incentives to come back, something like that. But I don't want that showing to a general public and uh, there's no way to tone down or turn up the optimized targeting. It just kind of runs on its own. And uh, it's just a tiny little checkbox in the mm. ad group settings. Or maybe it's the campaign yeah. settings. I can't remember it's which one It's ad group settings. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Little tiny checkbox. And, it's, and, it, and it sounds great. Optimized targeting. Okay, great. But, uh, you know, I'll be the decider. Thank you very much. Yeah, so it's in the ad group settings, but then you have to look down to additional settings and then edit ad group targeting. Yeah, it's so hidden. It's hidden. It is very hidden, and it used to be a metered thing where you could say, you know, a little bit of expansion, a lot of expansion. Yeah. And there were like five different options now. No it's more. just on or off. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on, on retargeting. When I'm doing a retargeting campaign, I want it to be retargeting. That's uh, it. Not people that are similar to my retargeting because sometimes – my retargeting list is uh, two hundred people, thousand people, yeah, and the, or two hundred people, yeah, and the similar amount is two million, yeah, because <laughs> uh, all of a sudden you get like a yeah. ton of impressions and clicks, and mm -hmm. um, what and 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 I, this isn't on our list of things to talk about, but I just have to say, people say, well, I don't know why he does, you know, obviously it's a great thing that it's people like. Let me explain something that my reasoning on why I don't like optimized targeting for that purpose. Whenever similar audience come into play and it's and it's a remarketing list, right? These are complete strangers. They may have absolutely nothing to do with each other other than the fact that they've been to my client's website, okay? So what are those people going to have in common? They're going to be visiting the same kind of sites. They're going to be going to Gmail, YouTube, stuff like that. Jason, how many other people out there are going to mimic these very obscure, very weird things about, you know, what they have in common? It's going to be the yeah. same kind. You're, they're going to be gathering very generic types of generalizations of, of people because these people are just scattered around the, the world, the U.S., and what they're going to have in common is just basic navigation around the internet kind of stuff, and I don't want to match to that. It's not useful to me. There's no well, common Even connection. if it's better targeting than that, and so you have a hunting and fishing website, and they find people who are have an affinity for hunting and fishing, just like your remarketing audience, still your remarketing audience is a lot more valuable because they've been on your site. Yep. And uh, I, I bid very aggressive with remarketing. And so that's why I'm not comfortable having this on because I don't want to bid very aggressive, the same level of aggressiveness and high bids to the non remarketing audience. That said, Chris, I wish it, it worked like as good as it, it says with the language. Sure. Like I wish it did because yeah. Like we're talking about sometimes with 
me these days with some broad keywords and uh, performance max, I have seen the machine improve dramatically over time. So when it's improved, it's happened pretty suddenly, but I have not seen that yet with the expansion targeting on remarketing or another way to put it is the optimized targeting. I just haven't seen it. Now that said, is it a good idea on keyword display campaigns, content display campaigns, I don't know. I don't really run those that often because I'm either running remarketing, performance max, or search. And with those ones, you get so much volume anyway. I don't really know if you need yeah. that on. But um, if you're going for that open strategy, maybe you do want it on. That said, Chris, um, your remarketing list, if it's a little small, you're not able to spend your full budget, it's something to try uh, because over time, this it's probably only going to get better and better. It's just in the recent past, it just... It hasn't been there for me. Um, it just hasn't been there. So yeah. something to definitely know about. And I think, like you're saying, the most consequential area to think about that with is when you think you're running remarketing. Yeah. Um, Jason, you hear that sound? Yeah. We're in the lightning round. This is where we go through several items really quick on things that didn't make the cut, but because we're good okay. guys, we're going to share okay. it with them. You like okay. it? Drop the passive, drop the passive aggressiveness. <laughs> drop what? I, just... I, I can go so quick hitter. People don't understand, but okay. Uh, the other the other day, I was on an investing show and in live. I had to read these comments live, Chris, while I'm out there talking and, and sharing wisdom with people. And he said, "I wish the other two hosts would talk more. Jason could talk underwater." And so <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, bro. Thanks." <laughs> they love you um, on that show. <laughs> so quick, quick. Well, you know, some do, some don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, honestly, speaking of, the, it depends what business I'm talking about in. Because if you're not, yeah, if what I'm talking about at the time, because if you're not in one of their little businesses that they like that matches their little dogma, yeah, um, apparently you're the devil. So yeah, sure. um, that's neither here, but it is there. Uh, let's talk a quick hitter here, Chris. Lightning round conversion count one versus every. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. If if you have your conversion counts uh, set so that every time a purchase page is shown, it's going to hit and show you conversion, conversion, conversion. That is the the only time I found that that's useful is when you are an e-commerce client and it's a unique ID number that shows every time. But if it's just a thank you page, they might reload that thank you page a couple times. Be very careful about conversion counts. It can duplicate your conversion actions and show 200, 300% conversion rates when, uh, you know, for one single click. Definitely a problem. Yeah, and I, a good rule of thumb, if you're doing e-commerce, probably leave it on every for the conversions for sales. If you're doing lead gen, leave it on one. There we go. There's nuances, but that's a good rule of thumb. The the get directions conversions, Chris, yeah. they show up when you're running the location extension as a conversion action. Are you saying there's a way to change them from primary to secondary if you want to? Yeah, you can you can turn that off. The the get directions might be a problem for for you know home service companies that have a location, but nobody's ever going to come to location for a roofing contract. You know that's that's not gonna not gonna be the case. So yeah, turning off the get directions conversion would, would might be something that uh, would be really good. You know, something you have to think about and find that. Conversions have never been as important as they are now feeding the machine the right data. And if you're feeding it data that says, hey, I want conversions and yeah, I'm going to count get directions as my quote lead generation conversions for a service home service company. You're not working with the machine the right way. Um, Keyword final URL, Chris. I am am proud to say 
I've been in this game since July of 2014, and I have yet to myself go in there and say, I want a keyword to go yeah. to a separate URL. <laughs> I'm very proud of that distinction, and I want to keep this record running till the end of time. That said, if someone w- does want to do this, what is it? Yeah, f- keyword final URL uh, for 99% of you, you'll never use it, and you should completely ignore it. For the 1% that have a campaign that is so complex that you are forced to create, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ad groups for, you know, giant e-commerce types of things. This is the kind of thing you, but everyone else out there, if you're not in that situation, do not use final keyword URL because the only time I see it used is when it's used incorrectly and the person forgets that they have it. Forgets, yeah. And then the, the, ad is not going to the ad final URL. It's going to the keyword yeah. final URL. And they're completely screwing up what landing page they have. They can't figure out why it's going to this page and not the other one. And uh, yeah, total disaster. Don't use them. If you do use them, add that keyword final URL column. Yes. Always keep it top so of mind you know. so you can see if any keywords are going to a different page. Yeah. Chris, there's also another way to change the URL that a, a click goes to if it's on mobile. That is the mobile URL. This is entered in when you create a responsive search ad at the bottom of the responsive search ad. The one of the very last options is if you want to punch in a mobile final URL and take people to a different page for mobile traffic. Yep. Um, and if you're doing a lot of landing page work, that might be something you want to look at. Um, three more here, Chris. Location settings, people in versus people regularly in. Um, something to keep an eye on search partners that is defaulted to turn on, on a search campaign. When you create it, something to look at, you can segment out that data on the campaign page by network and see how it's performing. Then finally language. And once again, I'm going to plea that one day we can segment it out our data by language and see which languages we're getting traffic from, how they're performing. If you're targeting more than English and that would just be, so beautiful, yeah. so amazing, and it would be a win-win because it would allow advertisers to have confidence to add other languages beyond English, and that would mean more more spend and more ad spend and more volume. So let's get that going. I think it, I really think it's a win-win-win. Yep, absolutely. All right, ding, ding, lightning round is over. I appreciate you guys sticking around. If you want to hear more about the amazing things that I have to say about Google Ads, uh, you can hire me to... Uh, join you in a live Google ad session where we go through your account together. I do an audit of your account and I guarantee I can help you. I've done hundreds and hundreds of these sessions over the years and uh, always satisfied customers. Jason. Thanks, Chris. I'm at rothmanppc.com. I offer two things uh, primarily. Uh, Number one is I offer Google ads management. And then number two, I offer gossip about the great Chris Schaefer. So if you want to call me and gossip about Chris, I'm available at rothmanppc.com. Chris, that's what I do. I get these calls. They, hey, I saw you from the podcast, and then we just talk trash about you, Chris. And, oh, good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, yeah. So we'll we'll end it there, and we will see you guys next time. Chris, why don't you why don't you play us play out? us out? Okay. okay.